Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. Yeah, what money? Daniel, we're officially in a recession. How's the market, dear? No, no. Not officially. We are academically in a recession. Uh, according to the measures of GDP, not according to the what's the government department that actually federal classifies. bureau of blah blah blah. There's some blah, bureaucratic blah, blah, department blah. where they. Rubber stamp recession yes. eventually. Not looking just at two quarters of GDP, right? They look at a couple they other a factors. Variety of things. Uh, and then they, they stamp that, which is why uh, Jerome Powell, when he talked about interest rates this week, sort of kicked the can over to them. Here's the challenge I have. I, I And we're not going to talk too much about current events because this will become outdated pretty quickly um, as people listen to this a few years from now. But I will say that the, I think the most frustrating thing, and this is not a, a you know political affiliation discussion at all, um, but what drives me nuts is that uh, we don't seem to be getting an honest review of the current environment. I equate it to a coach who you know is losing at halftime. 57 to nothing and the interviewer comes around and says how's things going and he says we're doing great the plan is working perfectly uh we're gonna keep executing and look forward to winning this game and before the reporter cuts back to the studio they sit there and go what 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 is happening uh the reason i say that is 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 we are constantly being told how wonderful things are um and you know the economy's never been better and yet uh, there's signs everywhere that that's not the case, and that's very frustrating. I wish that we would just have someone who come out who would come out and say things are difficult. We're working through them. We're gonna try to we're gonna try to do things better. Uh, and took that approach. That's right. We can't have anyone freak out out there. Okay, we've got to keep our composure. We've come too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to just keep our composure. Why did I bring that up? Because we have an interesting question today. And I would not normally, uh, I think, bump a question like this to the top, but I think it's probably on a lot of people's minds because I, I know that uh, over the last 20 years, uh, the media and headlines and you know social media, I mean, it's just never been stronger or louder regarding the current events. So, you know, when I was 20-some years old, I mean, I can't ever remember many headlines you know, getting to me, meaning finding their way in my life. I would have to seek them out. Um, I think if you are involved in any sort of social media or online platform or anything um, today at all, the major headlines are finding you. They're seeking you out. They're in your inbox. They're in your social media. They're being talked about through memes, etc. So you're aware of them. You're more aware of them than I think previous generations were. So... I think that this question regarding this current environment and, and kind of what millennials should be thinking about is appropriate. So there you go. That being said, uh, I totally forgot her name. Uh, Isabel. Isabel has a question regarding that. So Isabel, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hi, Quentin Daniel. My name is Isabella. I live in Tampa, Florida. 
and I love hearing your show and learning about finance. With all the talk about the upcoming recession, I'd like to know what advice you have for people in their 20s like me who were too young to remember the 2008 recession. I have one year left of my MBA. I'm studying full-time while working part-time, and currently I don't have too much of an income. I'm mainly depending on my savings. I'm afraid that by the time I graduate next summer, the economy, gas prices, and inflation will be worse. What are some ways, both personally and financially, that I can start preparing for what is to come? Thank you. Okay, Isabella, um, I'm going to share with you the same thing that I share with students uh, that I teach at the University of Kentucky, and that is... If you are entering the workforce during a time that is not as economically robust as previous environments, there has never been a better opportunity for you to shine, for you to make a name for yourself, for you to excel. Going back even to the Great Depression, um, unemployment, I believe, got as high as 20%. Um, we didn't have the some of the, the ways to measure those readings as we do today. So maybe it wasn't as accurate, but it was a very um, agrarian type society, a lot of farmers and so forth. Um, so, you know, there's a argument that says if we had an environment like we did back then, unemployment would be much, much higher. Uh, but the reality is, is that even in the most dire of times that we've seen in our country in the last hundred years or hundred plus years, I guess now, um, uh, we had 20% unemployment, which means 80% of people were working. And that means that, uh, again, 8 out of 10 people had a job. Um, and you have to look around you, and this is not a knock on other people's, but you have to look around you and at the society that we live in, and you have to ask yourself, are you going to be one of the people who remain employed? Or are you going to be one of the people who are unemployed? Now, that might just be situational. You might find yourself uh, in a company that downsizes, and for a short period of time, you might be unemployed. Uh, but the reality is, is that you can, with enough hustle, enough grit, enough fortitude, you can go out there and get a job and continue to save money, pay down debt, and save for your future. But I will also say that if you are in a corporation that goes through a period of struggle, and you are, you know, looking around and it's difficult and the environment is difficult. You have one of two options, right? You, you, you jump ship and you say, this is terrible. This company is, you know, declining and I'm going to jump over here where things are better and there's better opportunity. Or you hunker down. Let's say you believe in the value proposition. You believe in the management. You believe that it's just a rough time. But you hunker down. You work your butt off. You excel and as the environment turns, you will raise your head, look around, and find that you're one of the few people around, and you will quickly be thrust into a leadership, if not management or you know running the company altogether. I have seen this countless times. In fact, one of my very, very close friends was working at Bank of America during the financial crisis. Um, he, he described it as one of the most difficult and dire situations. He would take the train to work. It was you know, horrible on the train, as he described it, people, you know, going in, not knowing if they'd have a job by the end of the day, not knowing, I mean, it was awful. He didn't know what to do. We'd talk regularly. He hunkered down, continued to just, you know, do the best job he could. People were jumping ship left and right, getting out of the financial industry altogether. Well, 
needless to say, the financial economy improved, banks recovered, Bank of America recovered, and all of a sudden he found himself uh, very close to the top of the financial uh, C-suite of of Bank of America in in very short order. Now he subsequently years later decided to, in his own accord, leave that career. Uh, but nonetheless, his fortitude uh, elevated him to a level he would not have gotten to in a better environment. So that's the first thing I'll tell you. The second thing I'll tell you is that uh, I would be very careful to read into too much about the predictions. And the sort of soothsayers that are out there telling you where things are going to go. Because unlike 08 and 09, uh, which I believe we are not even close to, uh, the environment as a whole right now is fine. I, I mean, yeah, we're dealing with inflationary pressures, higher gas prices, etc. But for the most part, the economy is still strong and the opportunities are still there. And we still have low unemployment and we still have you know, a very, very tight labor environment. So I would not get too caught up in re, you know, the current environment or what people are saying is coming. And I would just focus on what you're doing. It's timeless. It's timeless to follow DIY money principles. I, I cannot stress this enough. We had Paulo uh, who was talking about not investing uh, a couple of uh, podcasts ago. And I've since exchanged some uh, emails with him uh, because he followed up and wanted us to know more about why he doesn't invest, etc. And it became very clear to me um, that he was trying to kind of figure out how to time the market and buy you know, at the right time and not lose money and so forth. And I will tell you, just like our previous podcast, that's a fool's game. That, that is not going to work. Uh, the, the reality is, is to follow timeless principles, have your fast cash, have your emergency fund, uh, you know, so that if you do lose your job, you fall back on that. Uh, pay down any bad debt. Uh, obviously, one of the best defenses in a difficult environment or any environment is a great offense, and that means having limited fixed payments, limited things that you have to be paying. That means eliminating debt. Simple as that. Uh, then building wealth and constantly dollar cost averaging, investing into solid investments that are going to grow over time. If you do that, you are going to go through multiple recessions, multiple ups and downs in the environment, in your career, etc. You're going to go through life challenges, but you will prevail. I cannot stress that enough. I personally, in your 20s and 30s, I would throw out most headlines. Be aware of what's going on. Certainly be attuned to your industry, but throw out the predictions or at least maybe file them away and see, well, let's see how this plays out. I can't tell you the number of people that I've watched over the years, very smart individuals, come out and make grandiose predictions only to be proven absolutely wrong. Continue to hustle, get after it, and you will do just fine. Daniel. That was good stuff. There's a Man. lot of nuggets in there. Nuggets. You know, I think we're going to have to start where you go first a little bit because I kind of feel like I'm shafting you a little bit in these All last few episodes. All I have to do episodes. is say I agree. Yeah, but and then you have good. to work really hard to find, like, additional things, I, which you yeah. do a great job of, but yeah. sometimes we want to let you just kind of... Yeah, to, to come after your wisdom takes a lot, oh. of, lot of work. He won't be receiving a paycheck anymore, so it'll just work itself out naturally. We always like to avoid confrontation whenever possible. Yeah, I would keep in mind that a recession is an economic phase of our economic cycles. So breaking down what that really means is it means that the looking at the economy as a whole uh, from some perspective or facet, it receded. It didn't do as well as it did a couple months ago or a year ago or something, which means we're either producing less or hiring less. 
uh, or importing, exporting less. You know, something along the chain means we're just not growing like we were before. And that can happen for a multitude of reasons. Take the the instance we're in right now, right? We had a, a massive uh, domestic global sh- or domestic and global shutdown for COVID, and then we all of a sudden ramped back up. Uh, just crazy amounts. Uh, you know, demand skyrocketed for the course of a year as all of a sudden everything opened back up and, and people wanted to do stuff again. So in this particular instance, it wouldn't be uh, out of the ordinary to see some of that demand recede. But obviously localized, there's other uh, areas or sectors or businesses that might be getting hit or struggling much more than others. Uh, in the past, we've seen things like the tech sector go through a recession, while other sectors, say healthcare uh, or consumer staples, things like that, do perfectly fine. We've seen oil go through booms and busts and uh, many other commodities over time. So I think one of the things to remember is, though you might see headlines about recession or the economy being terrible or things like that, uh, that's taking a very macro, high-level view of what's happening uh, over our country's entire e- uh, economy. It doesn't always localize into what's exactly happening in your neighborhood or your personal life. Now, obviously, the effects of that can trickle down pretty significantly for people. So, uh, yeah, there might you might not feel the effects of a recession, but you also might be at a company that does go through layoffs and stuff like that. So I think what Quint said about uh, preparing ahead of time, doing some fire drills with, in your family. You know, do you have debt paid off? Are you uh, uh, spending money unwisely? Uh, do you have your emergency fund shored up? And you don't have to get super crazy about that all the time, but I think it's good every six months to 12 months to sit down and go, you know, what would happen if, and you can't think of all the ifs, but you can think of some of the big ifs. We got laid off. Uh, we had a medical emergency, things like that. What are we going to do if some of those big things happen? And what's our game plan? Because then when it happens, you can sort of bounce into action rather than figuring it out as uh, valuable days and stuff like that are going by. So uh, to sum it up, yes, the economy as a whole might be in a recession. That doesn't mean that you have to be in a recession. It doesn't mean that you can't grow in advance, both in your finances uh, and in just your general personal life, your education, et cetera. Uh, and two, be ready for when a personal recession does hit you. That might actually come at a time when the economy as a whole is not in a recession. So it's always good to be prepared and know what you're going to do. I want to go on a soapbox, albeit very briefly. Okay. Okay. During the 2020 boom in the market, stocks are soaring. Everyone is also getting checks. We were answering questions about real estate and investing, and I've Mm -hmm. got this money. Why wouldn't I buy this, buy that? We stayed very true to the basic principles of pay down debt, responsible investing, stay with the plain vanilla, boring index, et cetera, yada, yada. Okay. Took some flack. I remember getting some emails. That's Why would you do that? That's crazy. If I can borrow at this and buy a second house and blah, 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 debt's good. Okay, newsflash. Here we are on the flip side, and people are very concerned. Their portfolios are down. If they're dealing with fixed uh, debt payments and all of their variable expenses have gone up, mm-hmm. and now they're it's tight, et cetera, this is creating the pressure that we're seeing in this economy, which will ultimately lead to, if not already, presenting great buying opportunities. So now here we are with a market down 20%. The concern is in the air, and we're saying, 
if you have shored up your balance sheet and you're in a situation where you've got extra capital, now is the time to be on the lookout for the buying opportunities. It's exactly the antithesis of what you will hear in the national media that, oh, we're in a recession, time to hunker down, blah, blah, blah. No, the time to hunker down and prepare for the storm was when everything was good. Did you do it? Did you listen? It's okay if you didn't, but don't make the mistake again because promise you, we are going to go through good times and bad times. If you're young listening to this, you're going to go through multiples of them over the years. There's one common theme, and that is most of the time that there are great opportunities, few people have money. Do you know why? Because they all get caught up into the nonsense when times are good. Take a different approach. I'm not saying you have to be a contrarian. You don't have to sit on the sidelines and go, nope, not participating here. It's too good. I want to wait till things are crappy. No, what we're saying is make sure you have your financial house in order so that you don't spread yourself too thin. You don't reach out and try something that'll bite you in the backside. How about all the people that got caught up and said, oh, no, I got to buy a house. It's going to keep going up, keep going up. I'm going to extend and buy a house right now. Well, guess what? In a year or two years when they want to move because they've got to relocation, newsflash, that house isn't going to sell for what you think it's going to sell for. Now they're going to be underwater. And a whole generation of people who bought in the last 18 months are going to find themselves taking a loss on real estate for the first time in many, many years. Don't be that person. Find yourself in a position to take advantage of the opportunities by staying on the DIY money path, regardless of the environment. Soapbox done. Boom. Isabella, thanks for the question. It's a good one. I hope that you have found some wisdom in what we have tried to relay. Stay true to the principles that we discuss, and I think you'll be just fine. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.